bong, bong. ClayMcMathComedy.com for all my tour dates, for all your podcast merch, for all your Clay McMath needs. ClayMcMathComedy.com, C-L-A-Y-M-C-M-A-T-H, comedy.com. Buy tickets to shows, buy some merch, support the show, ClayMcMathComedy.com. Welcome to the pod. He's obviously brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee. And, you know, it's, it's grand final weekend. Well, actually, it just has been. And congratulations on the winner of that game. It was such a good game. Um, well played by both sides, I'm sure. And many of you would have been betting, trying to have a pump, trying to win some money. And let me tell you this, Bung Bung Coffee will increase your betting game, subsequently increasing your income. Now, if you want more income and you want to be better at betting, you drink Bung Bung Coffee. And you can go to bungbungcoffee.com to get this Bung Bung Coffee, this sweet, sweet nectar, this investment in your lifestyle, bungbungcoffee.com, enter promo code POTTY, P-O-D-D-Y, just like Neuron, and uh, you'll get 15% off all orders. That's 15% off all orders if you enter promo code P-O-D-D-Y at checkout. And that's at bungbungcoffee.com, and of course, if you drink Bung Bung Coffee, you will not be better at gambling. Let's start the show. Welcome to Welcome to the Party. Best show on the internet. Ask anybody. You know it's easy money. Sit back, relax, get your headphones, everybody. Welcome to Welcome to the Party. Blackout in the booth. Every episode's a party. We go hard like Ricky Bobby. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This is Welcome to the Party. Welcome to the Party. Bung Bung. It's your man Claytron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman. Cause always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Magnum PI of podcasting, the captain, the Lockie Neal of podcasting, and I'm here today with the Joel Embiid of Sound Engineers. Sup? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we don't deserve anything we get. None of it. Um, did you watch the Brown Light this week? I uh, watched most of it. And Lockie Neal's just getting votes. Um. Just, just, just because he rocked up on yeah, the day. Just currently. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't watch it, so it's hard to commentate on this, but it was pretty exciting towards the end. There were um, some tweets coming out about like Lockie Neal three votes for twenty one touches and Nick Dacos had forty one touches and two goals and didn't get a vote. Charlie yeah. Cameron had seven goals, didn't get a vote. Yeah, saw saw heaps of tweets along those lines. Yeah. Um Yeah, wasn't very popular with the, the X's out there. Yeah, I don't really understand how that works though. And people are like, oh, you're casual fans. Like, but like at the end of the day, 41 touches, 41 touches, seven goals is seven goals. Yeah, it's a pretty big imprint on the game. Yeah. Um, um, to to do more than that with 21 touches is unlikely. Yeah. And I think that's why Lockie Neal wasn't one of the, he wasn't in like the top three or Five was he? Betting was? Did you have a crack? I did have a crack. Um, and I had obviously no luck. I didn't have Lockie Neal in there. I yeah. had I uh, went a top three multi um, with four legs. Okay. So I had uh, Dacos, Petrarca, Butters, and Bont. And obviously that top three was effed just as soon as Lockie Neal got in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think he had a chance going into the night, but... Yeah, there you go. Got yeah. it done. 
Yeah. You say? Yeah, well, at least he didn't win it just because he was a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Has that ever happened? Uh, yeah, this year in the MVP race in the NBA. Oh, okay. I was going to say in the <coughs> AFL, I don't think. No, no, happened. not in the AFL, but uh, the NBA MVP was an absolute farce this year. Absolute joke, dude. Yeah. Jokic was just like so clearly the MVP. Um, anyway, let's not get back into that. We'll have an NBA episode towards the end of yeah. the month here. Uh, I've got absolutely nothing to, to break down this week. I've got a gig tomorrow night. Uh, we're, we're recording on a Wednesday this week, which has uh, got us both out, a bit out of sorts. Mm. But uh, I've got a gig tomorrow night, so that would have happened by now. So thank you to anyone who bought tickets. Um, also got a gig at Rhino on Friday night, so thank you to anyone who comes out to that. I'm sure that'll be a full house as always. And then, uh, yeah, watching the grand final, so congratulations to um, Bruzzy Maynard. Your first, no, let's not jinx it, not wood, not wood. Don't want to do that to anybody. I might even delete that from the episode. Um, yeah, so I've got nothing. Oh my god, it's so big. And strong. Bung Bung Coffee. Big, strong flavour. Competition? I don't think so. BungBungCoffee.com. Get yours. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinger costumes. This segment is Please Reviews. So this one, this one here, I watched uh, on Channel 7. Comes on right after The Voice. <laughs> it's called Con Girl. Uh, not to be confused with the banger of a thriller, Gone Girl, with Ben Affleck and um, Emily <coughs> Ratatatatatat, like that. M Ratter. Yeah. Let's just go with that. Yeah, I typed in Con Girl and the first thing that came up was Gone Girl. So, yeah. there you go. Even Google confuses it. Yeah. So, Con Girl is about this Australian con artist and she she has been pinned around the world for just these cons, but it's just for attention. It's not for, like, much. she's not stitching people up monetarily. No one, like, gets physically hurt. There's, like a level of trauma to it because like you've been taken advantage of and you've put your trust into somebody like she, she pretended to, or I don't know if she pretended she was an au pair, which is like yeah, a, like a nanny living nanny. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> for, and for numerous people. And it's like, then you found, find out this person's not who they say they are. And it's like, I've just been leaving my kid with a complete stranger. Um, she would go, to hospital a lot presenting with like weird symptoms like of like having a stroke or other stuff and like she told some girl that her parents were spies and that she was being chased by like people and like she was teaching this person to like look over their shoulder and like they'd go to cafes and she'd be like how many exits are there who in here is the least trustworthy and the most trustworthy person and like stuff like that and for no reason. Like, this girl sounds so bored, dude. Yeah, but it's just all psychopathology. Like, she's got... There's no, like, financial gain, really. No. Or, like, not... She's not going to make bank off it. Might be a little bit here No, I think she, like, stole a credit card and got some accommodation at a hostel once. Like... Yeah, right. 
it was all, all of her charges were always just like um, disturbing the peace or like uh, public mischief and stuff like that. And, or I think kidnapping at one stage. But yeah, she's just like this psycho and she's, she's, she's always pretending to be like see, around 16 years old, but she's like 28. And like people are just like buying it. So like, I'm, I'm saying the R word so much as I watch this to everyone that fell for her stuff. Cause like it's, it's asinine to me that a 28 year old girl could approach me and tell me she's 14 and I'm just buying it like half. That's half your age. Yeah. She, um, she doesn't look it. No, she uh. looks like Darcy Moore. No offense. <laughs> 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 she, she, but like Darcy Moore, Darcy Moore, if Darcy Moore was a chick and looked exactly the way he looks right now, he'd be hotter than this chick. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, but the girl that played her, because it's like it's like a documentary. Oh, right. One of those ones. Yeah. yeah. It's a documentary with like um, then staged footage. Yeah. And she looks like Kate Hudson. So she was, you know, she was all right to look at. And by the way, she was really good because I don't know if she's the best actor in the world but she was dead behind her eyes. And I definitely believe that she was a psycho as well. Okay. But this chick definitely had um, borderline personality disorder, factitious disorder, um, which used to be called um, Munchausen's Mm -hmm. disorder, like where you... um, Heard Eminem rap about this one time. Yeah, it's where you basically pretend you're ill when you're not. For the attention. Yeah. And there's another one called Munchausen's by proxy where you pretend like your kid's sick. Which has really negative effects on the kid as well. Mm, Yeah, that one's crazy. So that's kind of what this girl was doing. She would be like um, being an au pair for these kids and then like making them present at like headspace with... She'd put makeup on their face as bruises and then they'd go to headspace and say, I'm being abused. Like, just weird stuff, man. Sorry, Super just weird. just backtracking here. So she's an Aussie chick and she's just going around the world doing this? Yeah, but she would, like, tell people she's Swedish. She was she was hanging out with this American backpacker. Somehow they – and this was in Sydney. Somehow they – this is the one that she told um, her parents were spies and that she had people after her and stuff. So she's got this girl, like, protecting her because she told her she's 14. This chick's 18. So the girl's, like, immediately gone in protector mode. So she's following her everywhere, doing exactly what she says. And they end up in this shipping container in um, in the backyard of some property, which was, I think, the girl's dad's property maybe or something. So weird. End up going to Canada together and... They're well, like, the, sorry, the shipping container gets, like, transported to Canada. <laughs> no, 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 they... That they catch a flight or something to Canada. The girl says her visa, the American girl says, my visa is about to expire. I've got to go. So she leaves and um, the psycho chick, I think her name's Samantha, as a party. She tells her, like, do exactly what I say. And so she goes and she does all this stuff and ends up in Canada and as a party goes and meets her there. And they're at, like, some hostel and the backstory that she had for herself was that she was Swedish. And when you check into this hostel, you've got to write down where you're from. And she writes Sweden. And then these two Swedes just happen to check in after. And they see this thing. They, they go up and they say... Um, 
where are you from? Yeah, yeah. In, in Swiss. Yeah. Or is that the language? Swedish. Swedish? Yeah, Swiss would be Switzerland, yeah. which I still don't think is a language. Swiss. Swiss. That's a good question. Um, so they're talking Swedish to her, and then she's like, oh, I haven't talked Swedish in a long time or something. And then that was the moment that this American chick's like, what the fuck? Who is this chick? And so she gets out of there um, and never saw her again. But then from this hostel, as a party just goes uh, to like a hospital or like a battered women's shelter or something, and she just starts saying like, yeah, I'm from a cult. Uh, I was getting R-worded and um, physically assaulted and at all. Just, just all these lies, man, for no reason other than attention. Like she never, there was like never financial gain in the picture. And the lies just kept getting bigger and bigger. It's like a drug, right? Because every mm. time you're fooling somebody, you're getting like a high off of it. Mm-hmm. And you're just chasing that high, right? So the lies just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it was like super like fascinating psychologically. But, and this is a spoiler, she's not even in prison. She getting any trouble for any of this she, stuff? She's spent time before. I think she did 500 days and then she, um, so she was in custody for kidnapping. So she was in custody for 500 days until her court date. And then at her court date, um, she got off for time served. Like, so she she was done. And it's like, this chick's, so she's still out there and she's clearly mentally ill. So she's, she's doing it. Yeah, someone's getting conned out there. Yeah, so, so um, I understand the purpose of the documentary is more like, here's her face, don't get taken advantage of. But, like, it really sucked that, because, like, you're rooting for her to go down. And she just doesn't. She's like, um, she's like Leo in Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. But not as charismatic, because she's not as hot. Pretty okay. wild. Yeah, it sounds pretty wild. So was this a like one part doco or it was a four parts over two nights. Two nights, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, two Sundays and it didn't start till eight forty five PM. Two Sundays. Yeah. That's, that sucks. Made you wait. Yeah. And I'm going I'm going to work tired on Mondays because I, I couldn't look away. Could not look away. It was yeah, it had me. It it was gripping. And I rated it. I was telling Rachel the whole time we were watching, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah, uh, but then the ending, like, sucked. So now i got to hear what you gave it. Well, I gave it a seven. <laughs> the best thing you've ever seen. Yeah. And then I the mean, ending, seven, seven's pretty good. The ending really pulled the rug out from under me. Like, I was just like, it was just so unsatisfying. It felt like a waste of time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hate that. Yeah. Hate that. So, yeah, so it gets a seven. And also, like, it would have been better not to watch it with ads. The fact that, dude, Channel 7 has got some stuff to answer for here. They're they're putting this programming in for almost two hours on a Sunday evening. At least one hour and ten minutes of it is ads. Yeah, at least, yeah. It is crazy. And, and I can't even imagine how easy it was to put together this documentary because it probably is actually about 30 minutes all up. Every time they return from an ad break, there is about 15 seconds of what you've seen before the ad yeah. break. Call back from the previous segment. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was infuriating. 
What kind of ads are they running during something like that? My Kitchen Rule, just tra- Channel Seven ads, really. Yeah. My Kitchen Rules and yeah, um, Curtis Stone's there cutting stuff for Coles and nothing interesting, really. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, you know, The Voice for next week. I think it's the yeah. final next week, and um, Bo McCreary is not only going to be in the <laughs> in the AFL Grand Final, but also in the Voice Grand Final. Yeah, I think you're on something here. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even. I, I actually don't. I I didn't watch the last episode of The Voice, and I apologise. This could. I've I've intentionally not been discussing The Voice because this could be a Voice podcast because it is it is. Channel Seven's doing something to me this year because <laughs> I mean I'm I'm into the footy. I'm into The Voice. I'm into Con Girl. It's been unbelievable, and The Voice. I, I've already been over this. Now I'm the biggest fan of Rita Ora, Guy Sebastian, Jason Derulo, and um, um, Mowboy. This is so wild, dude. It's nuts. It's my favourite TV show, I think. Wow. It's the second best, it's the second best thing <laughs> I've ever seen to Gone Girl. Um, and Bo McCreary, shout out, uh, Jack of all trades. <laughs> Far out. It's Here crazy. I'm yeah. sweating. I'm sweating just talking about this. Uh, but yeah, Con Girl seven out of ten. Okay, uh, it was your pick. No, it was my pick for a movie this week. Yeah. Don't want to accidentally um put this one yeah, on man. you. Good job, good pick. Yeah, so we watched Cocaine Bear. Highly marketed. I remember when it came out. Like my whole Instagram feed was Cocaine Bear for about a week. I reckon I was hyped when you told me we were watching it because I've been meaning to watch this. Yeah, I had people at um, work asking me, "Have you seen Cocaine Bear yet? Or have you seen this movie coming out, Cocaine Bear?" Everyone, you know, everyone's talking to me about it. I'm the movie guy. And um, never saw it. You know, it looks a bit silly. It's not on the top of my list. And it finally came out on Netflix. Yeah. And it was on my, like, you know, like the first thing it shows you. New releases. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, all right, well, this will be my pick this week. And my oh my. It was out there. Yeah. I kind of went into it thinking, like, I'm going to get a more serious version of Sharknado. But no, not really. But was there a level of respect for it because it knew exactly what it was? Like, it wasn't trying to be special. It wasn't trying to be, like, serious. Yeah, but when it was trying to be funny, it wasn't even funny. The it's humor listed was... as a horror comedy, but, like, the only time I laughed was when there were two kids doing cocaine. That that was the funniest part of the whole movie. That was funny. That was funny. Um, another part where I laughed, which was they were not trying to do this, uh, what's his name from Goodfellas? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta. Why did he look exactly like uh, Childish Gambino in Whiteface? First of all, let's just um, rest in peace to Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Can you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I, was, I kept laughing so hard. I couldn't stop, especially on the, the ledge of that cliff face. Like, I definitely saw it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. My question is, was this Ray Liotta's last movie? I hope not. And my my other my follow-up question is, if it was his last movie, what is that embarrassing? Or is it like, uh, is it almost like... I think it's just unfortunate, like... It's almost like poetic justice. Like, 
he got super famous from Goodfellas where he was a mobster and like moving cocaine, right? And then he finishes up on Cocaine Bear. Could be. It's like another thing I laughed at, which <laughs> wasn't quite in the um, in the script of the film, but yeah, I think it was his last film. That's but so dope. I think I'm not sure. Could be depressing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not a fan of that. Um, the kid, the little blonde kid, the boy. Uh, yep, yep. What's his name? I don't know what his name is, but I know what he's from because I've got a son now. And we've been watching Pop Academy on Netflix Kids. <laughs> and this kid is the main character in Pop Academy, apart from the dogs. Christian Convery. Yeah. Little Henry. Yeah, it was pretty dope to hear him do cuss words as well and also do coke. Yeah, um, that scene was my favourite easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, to be honest, I don't really have much to say about this film, man. Was there <laughs> was was there like a favorite bear attack of yours? Maybe when it just yeah chased down the ambulance. That oh, oh I that, forgot that, about that. That leap <laughs> that was pretty that funny. Was, that was pretty action. Did they slow it down for the leap? Yeah, yeah, slow mo, yeah, nice, slow mo, nice, nice. bear in midair. Yeah, see, now that's what you would expect, but it also is a strong choice and important that they did do it. I liked it when he climbed the tree and killed the guy from Modern Family. I was about to say that one. That was a good um, one. The other thing I've got written down is, and this was a ridiculous scene, but when we all thought the bear was dead and then like the cloud of cocaine, I like dust it. fell over its face and yeah. it just came back to life. That was another laugh out loud moment for me. Yeah. I, I loved that. Yeah, that was, that was I top also, three. <laughs> I'll also tell you my number one laugh out loud moment was when he killed Mitch from Modern Family and then did a line off his leg. His yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean about this film not really taking itself seriously at all. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like there was just way too much hype. There was a lot of hype. They must have. I mean, they must have marketed it well. Um, the the poster. You you messaged me about that. And fire. Yeah, I agree. One of the best in the game. Um, I want, I want someone to do a hip-hop album with the exact same poster and I'll listen to that album. That'd it's, be hard. I kind of want to do my ne- next Fringe poster. Cocaine <laughs> like Choir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I might have to write yeah. that down. <laughs> Probably the most interesting thing that I took from this film was that it was based in part, in very small part, in true events. Yeah, break it down for me. What was actually true about what we watched? The, the fact that the shipment was dumped in this national park in Tennessee and a guy didn't open his chute when he jumped out of the aeroplane. Uh, so I wonder how true that scene actually was, like whether he did knock himself out on the way out of the plane. Like who, who's we, ever going to know yeah, that? Yeah, we don't know that. But the, the only question I had for that was like, how would he have been recognisable? Falling from that distance? Yeah. Wouldn't, don't you splat? Aren't we 90% water or something? Something like that. Um, Aren't we just giant water balloons? <laughs> don't, doesn't our skin just split and blood go everywhere when we get dropped from that height? I think I think they said that his emergency chute opened, but that wasn't enough. So that probably softened the impact a bit. Which oh. may have kept him recognisable. I was because that was early in the film. I was yeah. digging into loud snacks, bro. Did you did you do snacks? 
No, I didn't. You oh, dropped the ball. I had, I had an ice cream. That was it. What was it? Some of that vanilla, some of that white. Nice. I had serious popcorn, which is uh, it's organic popcorn, and it's got a bear on the front. Nice. nice. And I had Haribo uh, gummy bears as well. I like to go. I like to go salty then sweet. Mm. Often do that. Often go like chips and chocolate or um, chips and ice cream. Regularly start with chips. Yeah, safe. I yeah. like it. But yeah, that was my snack and um yeah, hit it out of the park again. I'm killing it. You're on a run, man. You're you're an absolute tear with this snack shit. Yeah. It's good. What did you give it? Look, I, I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> What I wrote down's generous, so I'm just gonna say what I actually feel. This movie was like barely a three. Okay. Um, okay. What yeah. did you write down? Four. Yeah. I wrote down four. I'm going to stick with four. Okay. Uh, it, it did make me laugh. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. I'm so disappointed. I've fattest like, he's ever been. Fattest he's ever been. I and worst like film or show he's ever been in. And the relationship between him and that white guy that like was his buddy in the movie, that was supposed to be funny. I think. Nah, dude. I don't know. Just that was trash. Yeah. I think as I told you before, mid was an overstatement for this shit. What did you think about like the... There's no character development. Yeah, like, no, no, no. None at all. This is just... What did you think bear about the... Kills. What did you Stupid think about the, the B storyline of the cop and he's like, he wanted a cool dog and he had a lame dog. Oh, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> this whole film just wastes my time. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it made me laugh. It made me laugh and I respected it for like knowing what it was. So I'll give it a four. But uh, can be missed. Can be missed. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I saw it. Though. Oh, I'm glad I've seen it because now I'm, yeah, not going to be hyped to yeah. watch it anymore. Yeah. It's done. Um, just leave it in the past. Feeling tired? Fuck that. Perk up and level up with Bung Bung Coffee's delicious modern dark roast. Your favorite brewer's favorite brew. BungBungCoffee.com. some emails this one's coming in from helena and when i saw that name i swear we've had a helena writing before it might be the same one but this is dramatic as so i think it's got to have to be a different one but anyway so significant other wants to be a sperm donor i don't know how i feel about it my partner and i have been together for six years and have two children both unplanned i don't even know if that's like, do you, are you supposed to say that? Is that relevant? <laughs> no, you just keep that to yourself. That's crazy. He re- what if Helena's kids are listening to the show? I think they are. Most people are. Uh, he recently approached me to say he was considering becoming a sperm donor. And I get that because times are tough. And in America, I think you get paid for yeah. like, shooting loads. But I could be wrong. And I don't know if this person's from America or Australia. Um. He's filled out the initial forms, but has said he won't go any further with it if I don't support his decision. And the truth is, I don't really know how I feel about it. He wants me to be sure, as he doesn't want me to regret agreeing to it later down the road, or to have, or to not have done it if I end up realising I wouldn't have minded it. Which I completely understand. Or, of course, if we don't last and he's missed the opportunity to do it, although we're sure there's such a small chance of that being the case. It's still a possibility. Anyway, I know all 
about the positives of him becoming a sperm donor. It's such a beautiful thing to be able to help others become parents. I just don't know how I feel about him having, even if only biologically, other children. And I can't children having half siblings. I do have anxiety, so I don't doubt that that's what's contributing to the worries. I really don't want to leave him waiting for an answer for weeks, months, or even years. I just don't know how to decide or how to feel about it. So any advice on being or refusing to be a sperm donor's partner would be appreciated. Until then, nothing is going to happen unless I give him the green light. I I, I know. I know the answer. I know the answer. And that's no. Because here's the difference between helping people be a family and whatever. There's a level of ego to it with men and spreading their seed or whatever. I don't care what anybody says. There's something there's something in men with that. And it's so easy, one, to be a sperm donor and two, to provide the sperm, that there is so much sperm out there already um, at sperm banks and, and whatever else. I don't believe that he's needed. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he's... I don't know if he is, but you could see it as being like someone trying to be virtuous when really like it doesn't take much to do what no he wants to do. Like if it was roles reverse and he was writing in saying that this lady is like, I want to carry someone's baby. Like that's a huge thing. Like that's major. That's major to, to give your body to somebody as a surrogate is like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine as a partner, let alone as a, do you, do you say mother? I don't know. As a carrier, right? Mm. I can't imagine carrying a baby for nine months because you already love it. I don't think you can talk yourself out of that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. And you have to just on the day just part with it. That's give it. it like it's out of you, and the the people are there, right? That are that they're taking the kid, so they take it out of you, and they would put it straight on the other mum's chest, and you'd just be laying there with a broken vagina. Like that is mm. that's that is different. If 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 Rachel want like truly wanted to do that for somebody, I feel like even if I was uncomfortable with it to some degree, I I don't feel that I could take that from her if that's something she wanted to do. You want to spray in a cup, cunt. <laughs> like if you're uncomfortable with it like just tell him and tell him to like sh- like get over it you know you've yeah. got two kids he, like i can't i can't i can't for the life of me picture a man that's just like all i've wanted to do my whole life is donate sperm like you're a psycho dude yeah when you put it that way it's pretty crazy yeah just she's a tissue or something dude Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i don't like it i don't like it it's so easy for guys to do that. That it's like there's so much access to it. I wonder what the financial incentive is, though, if any, because it. I think it might just be a US thing. Even if it still is, I don't even know. Yeah. But yeah, I I think if you if you are at all uncomfortable with it, tell him and tell him to sort of move move on and buy buy a set of golf clubs or something and get interested in that because that's <laughs> you just don't like. It's it's a different level of. Yeah, what did you say? Like, help someone have a family. It's a, such a beautiful thing to be able to help others become parents. And I, I do believe that. 
but I, I believe it probably more for the, the female because it's, it's so much harder. You're actually giving someone something, you know? Mm. You can be you can donate sperm and be completely detached, never meet the kid. You, I think you can tick a box saying, I don't want to be contacted. I'm pretty sure you're yeah, allowed. Like, sounds about right. It's, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't rate that. And I don't. Th- and if you tick that box, I think that's really unfair for the for the kid as well. Even though they're getting raised by two people, maybe they don't ever want to meet you. But if they do, they should be able to. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. That's just me. No, that's fair. I'm pretty. I can't tell if that's sexist or not. Do you know what I mean? No, you're entitled to your opinion, man. I'm just pretty unopinionated on this subject. Yeah, don't really have much to say. Well, the next one's about kids as well. So, like I said, I knew this was going to become a parenting podcast. Uh, my baby won't take a bottle and isn't allowed at a wedding. And this one's from Peter with a A. Yeah, like the... Lady Peter. P-E-T-A. Yeah. Animal protection. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of my close friends is getting married in a week. When I found out, I asked if I could bring my baby along. I was pregnant at the time. She said no. My baby is just about three months old now. And won't take a bottle. I've been trying for almost a month and even left her with my in-laws to see if she was not just taking it because I was there. The wedding is over an hour away and I'm feeling really anxious about either leaving the baby for that long or bringing it up that I might not be able to make it. I really love this friend and don't want to cause any drama, but also don't want my baby to go hungry while I'm gone. I'm not sure what to do. I've also asked a few more times if baby could come and the answer has always been no. Again, answer has come straight to me. Like I'm Claystradamus or something. You both have to respect each other in this circumstance. People don't want babies at their weddings. Guests, actually, if you're, if you're marrying your significant other and you've already got kids and you want your kid to be at the wedding... Your guests don't even want your kid to be at the wedding. No one wants kids at the wedding. And that's a fact. You can look it up. <laughs> you can fucking Google that. So as a guest, no one wants your kid there. And brides, you know how brides are going to be. They're going to be all zillard out. Bridezilla, there's a show about it on TV, I'm pretty sure. Bridezilla's. No. You have to respect her decision not to have children at the wedding. She has to respect that your baby comes first and if your baby's not taking a bottle and it needs its mum, that you might not be able to go to the wedding. And that's really all there is to it. I can't imagine a world in which you've got, let's say it's a big wedding, and this isn't even big in some circles of life, but let's say 100 people. I cannot imagine a situation where you're you even have the time to be mad that someone didn't show up mm. on that day. True, unless it's your dad, you know, like yeah. And specifically, you know, it's not like oh no, I'm in Thailand that weekend. It's like my baby will not eat if I'm not there. I'm sure that's a forgivable situation. See, I even thought being in Thailand was forgivable. Like, if you got that shit booked already. Pre-booked, that... yeah. If it's pre-booked. Yeah. If you go and book it after the invite, yeah. that's pretty wild. And if you're a guy <laughs> and you're going solo, <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> unforgivable too. True, true. <laughs> but yeah, I just think you both just need to respect 
you told her, I just please, what I would do is not ask again if you can bring your kid. Like, she's made a decision. You got to let her. No exceptions. Yeah, just let just let her rock. She's got to let you rock. No one can be mad. Um, the kid has to come first. Like, not a party, and that's all it is. And if you go with the kid, you're not even going to have fun. You'll be sitting down in the corner breastfeeding while everyone's dancing to um, shout or whatever. Yeah. And that was it. That's all the emails. So you guys know what it is. It's welcome to the party on everything. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Remember, if you tell a friend and show us that you've told a friend through the DMs or whatever, you automatically enter the monthly draw to win free Welcome to the Potty merch. That's free Welcome to the Potty merch. Uh, I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung. <laughs>